Oh, hey, Skype has um has buttons now. I don't know what that on means. The, uh, on the touch bar. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> I hope we don't have a pre-roll because that was great. Uh, we do have a pre-roll. I also I am recording, but uh, let's let's do the pre-roll. Okay. Um, but you can put that in before. That's fine. Mac Weldon will mind because Mac Weldon, all they care about is making everybody feel good and look good. Um, you know, Mac Weldon, because we talk about it on this show all the time and the stuff, you know, it looks great. It feels great. I only wear Mac Weldon boxers. They also make great t-shirts. I often wear their t-shirts. They even have a line of silver underwear and shirts and the, all their silver stuff is naturally antimicrobial, which means it eliminates odor. I spend as much of my day as I can generating odor and <laughs> Uh, all that and so Mac Weldon. That's what I've heard. The online shopping experience is a delight. The stuff is shipped right to your door, and they've got this guarantee that makes it a no-brainer. If you order it and you don't like your first pair, keep it. They will refund you. No questions asked. Go to MacWeldon.com. Get 20% off if you use the promo code REBOUND. One more time. MacWeldon.com. 20% off with the promo code REBOUND. So yeah, yeah you got some Skype touch bar buttons? Yeah, yeah. I think it's so. This is the part uh, where that, John that, hangs up on us. Hey, look, look, look at this button. <laughs> you really, I know. Because that is pretty tempting. That, that one button is bright red. Um, so it's, it's just sitting there waiting. Um, <laughs> but actually, it looks, it looks nice. It has, it, has your, it has your pictures. It has the time. It has a button for start video, which I will not do. Does the text on um, that and then on mute. the red button just say bleep bloop? No, it should. <laughs> I wonder if I could hack that. That would be great. Bleep bloop. Bleep, bloop, bleep bloop. It should say bleep bloop. It should say bleep bloop. That's correct. I I I have an idea for Amazon that's unrelated to this, and I know that Amazon <laughs> listens to the show, especially Amazon. Bezos. Mm-hmm. Bezos big rebound. Well, and you know, particularly on Prime Day, the um. You know, there, there's a device, I wouldn't even say rumored, like there's some guy who spends his time randomly guessing URLs on Amazon's server so he can find images of unreleased I products. Mean, who does sound fun? That's, that's and, just, uh, a, it's an old pastime. He's found a, a retro looking Echo with a screen on it that Dan Warren wrote about at Six Colors. And I was thinking, if they could shrink that screen down, make a pocket size, they could put that Alexa technology into like a phone size device and then people just carry it around all the time. I see what you did there. That was a good joke. It was a funny joke, Lex. Thank you. Funny, funny Went a long way for it, but I I felt like it was worth it. You might have gone too far. Mm, Possible. As usual. But would you you buy an Echo with a screen, Dan? Yes, I would. (laughs) Moltz wouldn't. John's laughing at me, but that's fine. If Apple made an Echo... No, I'm laughing. I'm laughing that he knows well enough not to ask me. If Apple made an Echo with a screen, though, John would buy it. So just so we're clear. Yeah, okay. Okay. So here's here's a pet peeve of mine. I was thinking about this the other day. It's like you guys harp on this, and you know there you know there's a reason why I feel that way, right? Because you appreciate Apple's attention to your privacy and fear Amazon's lack thereof. Thank you. I thought Thank it was you. a. I thought it was a. I just thought it was a it's gag. Not, it's just not completely irrational. I just want that to be. It's not completely no. irrational. I agree. No, I agree. I mean, there's like yeah. Okay, so there's three. There's three things. A. Hey, I I am a relentless Apple fanboy. <laughs> I'm willing. I mean, I wrote I wrote a fan fiction site about Apple for like like eight years. Your, or your bona fides are well established. A long, a long, far longer than than I should have. Um, 
but uh the two other things are yes the privacy which is which is a big thing and then also just like having stuff that's all in the same ecosystem makes things work better so yeah it's, i mean i, I hate, never i mean think... only one of those only one of those is ridiculous <laughs> yeah, I, I never think of Am- of the echo as not being in my ecosystem i yeah, guess because it depends I what your switched, ecosystem is right i switched to amazon music because of the echo well, and yes, yeah, don't. Uh, all the Internet of Things devices I have don't work with Apple. And only. and you really, I mean, I thought it was ballsy of you to switch to a Fire Phone, but you yeah. know, you pulled you pulled it off. <laughs> yeah, I just set my iPhone on fire, and it was about as good as a Fire Phone. <laughs> the, better still, actually. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know because you can still buy one and light it on fire. I I sympathize and concur with John's you know privacy standpoint. That said. I have not, I certainly haven't felt any direct effects from, like, it's not like I've had my privacy invaded on a daily basis. And I, and I do think <laughs> that you know of, is my privacy evaded if I don't know about, like, I mean, where is the, <laughs> yes, yes, sure. Yeah, but like, like if, yeah, someone's, you're talking, if that's, someone's watching you undress Dan and you don't know about it, yes, your privacy is invaded. Those are subscribers, John. Uh, <laughs> first of all, second of all, my point being, there is a line between saying that they're the you know apple speaks very prominently about privacy and you're totally right about that but you're also you know evidence of absence and absence of evidence there's there's a confliction there in terms of you're saying uh, we don't we just you know there's no proof that the privacy has been violated yet we're simply like arguing that because they don't speak as vociferously about it i think yeah well okay so it's, it's a, a question of so. it's, yeah and it's also just like a question of chances and <laughs> you know i mean I, my my odds and my and, and so i feel my money is better spent on apple gear because i think they are less likely to and that's fine things that's do totally the fine that might be done it's also not a zero-sum game right like obviously i it's not like i don't have apple gear i have plenty of apple gear but right. apple does not make a competitor in this space yet and as i'm interested in the space these are my options so i'm going with my options honestly <laughs> the the way i feel about the privacy piece is not like i have nothing to hide so come at me it's really that i assume i have no privacy regardless like, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm dead serious like i'm talking no, about I, like I, I agree with you zuckerberg that's tapes bleak. over his laptop camera and the aclu advises that you tape over your laptop camera and uh, i'm fairly certain that every device that i have that has a microphone or a camera could be used to listen or see me at any time that's um, how we're recording this podcast right we right just, we just talk <laughs> we're all just standing <laughs> Wait, in our house no one records yeah we don't record this <laughs> oh my god <laughs> but uh the like i'm certain like I feel like the, with AT and T, I feel like they help the government willingly and have for years in multiple administrations. So it's not even political at this point to the leadership, right? It seems like AT and T is just game to give the government whatever it wants. But I feel like AT and T like drops off, but like <laughs> right. yeah, basically they just, like, like show up. They're, at the government's they're, they're basically like the equivalent of those that guy who tosses phone books onto your porch every <laughs> once in a while, <laughs> except it's full of like all your personal data. They're Aww. literally the same people. But the oh that guy, that poor guy, the. I, I would assume that with Apple and probably with Microsoft, it happens outside of their control. I, my guess is that Apple knows the government wants to do this and doesn't necessarily have the ability to stop them from doing it, um, even if it's at like very low level hardware levels. You know, so well. I mean, meaning, again, I don't and, think and Amazon it, is doing anything untoward with my private data right now. That doesn't mean they wouldn't or could, but I don't think they are. There's also a distinction to be drawn between companies taking advantage of your data and people hacking your data, yes. and the government being interested in your data right like those are three different vectors of attack and i think you know most of us can agree that 
if you're talking about hackers, then, you know, obviously it doesn't really matter who the vendor is. Some vendors might have, do a better job of security, but arguably just having any device that includes your has your public data like has your personal data attached to it in some way is potentially a risk and then from the government side yeah again i mean it, it depends on whether or not these these are companies that are going to actively resist or not and then on the third side there's companies that want to sell your data and you know i certainly agree that from the perspective of some of these companies their their mission statements and goals align much more closely with farming your data for information mm -hmm. google for example no one's going to argue that google's business model is not let's basically collect as much data about you as possible and that is not apple's business model and that's fine those are you know differences as long as you're aware of them going in and you're comfortable with the trade-offs you're making I, I know lots of people that use gmail like you're that's what's happening with your gmail if you're using gmail then you know and you don't Want, and you want to complain about something else violating your privacy, you should probably examine that. Um, but, you know, obviously it's different thresholds for different services and different people. So, like, as long as you're comfortable with those trade-offs, that's fine. If you're not being properly informed of those trade-offs, that's a different matter. Yeah. Pots yeah. and all their houses. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, right. I can't wait to get one with the screen. I mean, uh, they've got the one with the camera now and the one with the screen. Maybe we can get one that has all three, right? I want to see. I want to anyway, see what Amazon is seeing. Anyway, well, I want more of these microphones in my house. That's all I'm saying. Well, the screen one has a the screen one reputedly has a camera on it, as much as you can tell based on the fact that it's just a picture at this point. Um, but there appears to be a like a like a camera at the top of it. Um, so yeah, I don't know. The screen one. I, hey, I am interested in the screen one. I think it would go great in the kitchen, just because I think there are a lot of times where you want to see things to, like information delivered, um, and you know, rather than Lex, you've complained before about like when you ask for your weather forecast and it takes forever to get to the point, right? Yes. Like being able to display the current weather forecast, especially like you ask for like a seven day forecast and it's going to read the entire damn thing. It's like, you know, I really only care about next Wednesday, but for whatever reason, can't parse that. Like if displaying that information is more concise <laughs> stuff that I do in the kitchen where I like trying to prepare food and I use like my echo to look stuff up or set timers. There's definitely visual components there that could be useful from a hands-free perspective. And my phone, you know, despite people making fun of it, like, Oh, it's just now a phone or an iPad. It's like, well, I don't, I don't always have my phone in a place like I would have to have it propped up all the time. Um, you know, it's not like something that I have permanently in my kitchen. It's not always on my person. Uh, and if you, it's in your pocket or something like that and you've got your hands like covered in raw chicken or, you know, human entrails, whatever you're doing in your kitchen, I'm not judging, then, you know, that can be a pain to try and dig out there. So I, I think there is a stronger argument for the screen than the Echo look for me personally. And I, I don't think I'm alone in that. I think Marco Arman actually tweeted this morning that he was also uh, interested in an Echo with a screen. So, you know, there there's an argument for it, I but it, it may not be for everyone. But I think the more interesting part of it is that it shows that Amazon is trying to now tailor different devices for different spaces. And this is smart because it puts them ahead of like this morning, Harman Kardon announced that they're doing, they teamed up with Microsoft to build Cortana into a speaker. And it's like, you've got all these people now making you know competitors to the first echo and so amazon's like well we're just going to go to the next part and like <laughs> start working on all these different yeah, devices right. so everybody else is, is playing catch up effectively you're skating to where the puck was <laughs> thanks gretzky i i mean i certainly i think that dan you are right that there is 
You're damn right I'm right, Lex. <laughs> there's a very compelling <laughs> Oh, uh, I'm hitting that red button. market for these um for for always listening devices that can listen better than the phone in my pocket or the phone that I might have forgot to put in my pocket. Like when my hands are full, the uh, and we've talked about series transcription or or listening capabilities or whatever, I know that the echo is going to get it right. Like I know it 100% of the time. And the echo can do it when there's music playing without even ducking the music. So like if I have a Sono speaker playing, I can shout to the Echo to do something, but Siri just doesn't even know that I'm talking. Like it cannot hear. It's unsurprising, right? The Echo has 87 microphones and Siri has two or three. So I get it. That's why I like my Echo. This episode is also brought to you by the Echo. It really isn't. <laughs> like every episode. <laughs> <laughs> when are you guys going to get back to politics? Um, <laughs> we're going to shift gears, but first, uh, I want to thank ZipRecruiter for their support of mi- uh, mid-roll, for their support of mid-roll and the rebound. Are you hiring? Do you know where to post your job to find the best candidates? Posting your job in one place? <laughs> it's not enough to find quality candidates. If you want to find the perfect hire, you need to post your job on all the top job sites. And now you can. With ZipRecruiter.com, you can post your job to more than 100 job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter. I've heard of them. All with a single click. ZipRecruiter's handy website, which I have used, shows trending career fields, cities, and searches. You can find candidates in any city or industry nationwide. Just post once and watch your qualified candidates roll in to ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. No juggling emails ugh, or calls to your office. Double ugh. quickly screen candidates, rate them, and hire the right person fast. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by Fortune 100 companies and thousands of small and medium-sized businesses. And right now, our listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com/free-trial. You need to hire somebody. Post a job on ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com/free-trial. One more time to try for free. ZipRecruiter.com/free-trial. So what else you got molts that's not about Amazon? <laughs> you know what's weird? Like one of the complaints about Siri is that uh is the context stuff. Like you'll ask Siri a series of questions and then she doesn't know what like she can't refer back to the information. It's like talking to a goldfish. Is. Yes. You ever talk to goldfish, is, don't talk to goldfish. If you ever ask if you ever ask about the weather and you start talking about a different city, um, then she kind of like gets stuck on that city. Because we were doing this uh breakfast yesterday i think um uh karen's parents live in baltimore so we were asking about um the weather in baltimore and then i said what's the humidity um thinking that i would get the humidity here because she can never remember anything and instead i got and instead i got and they gave me this number like 51 percent. i was like oh it's the same as in baltimore and then hank said no she's doing baltimore again because he he had figured this out because he had done this a number of times and I was like really and so then I asked about the humidity here and I said what's the humidity here and I was like forty eight percent um so it's just like <laughs> so very it's different like, if you can't rely on it it's completely useless yeah yeah absolutely you know I mean I feel like if, if it's like something like okay yeah we are in this conversation and I understand now that I you know when I ask what's the humidity uh, you're going to tell me what the humidity in Baltimore is because we've been talking about Baltimore for the past past five minutes but. You know, that doesn't seem to work in any other context. Yeah, I mean, it's. I think that's a fundamental hard problem in terms of AI because, you know, obviously people are really good at parsing that sort of information. And even people make mistakes at times. So making yeah. a robot respond correctly to subtle nuances of conversation is, is pretty hard. And when they when they do that is when it turns out that we've elected like uh, we've elected a uh, uh, an echo to president of the United States. 
It's very qualified <laughs> for that position. There's a lot of precedent for that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I have, no, the, comment. I have no comment on the matter. <laughs> we don't like to talk politics on this show. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. That's that's a tough problem, and I think a lot of the AI firms are struggling to you know create experiences where it, it feels yeah. more but it's like if you're not gonna if you're gonna do it you need to do it across the board right yeah i, I, I mean i don't know yeah i have no idea that if you're that's, not gonna do it don't do it in certain circumstances yeah i don't even know if that's how that's designed or like if that's just yeah. a weird i have no idea that's that stuff is so complicated like I, I had a friend who did a lot of ai stuff in college and you know when you really start to get down into the weeds about it it is it's just kind of mind blowing in terms of the complexity of the way these things work. Yeah. Well, uh, what else is going on? Anything else going on? Lex, what's going on with you? Lex left. Oh, I'm good. Um, (laughs) we talked last time about my harmony hub and I still can't figure out how to make it do certain things, but it's getting better and better. (laughs) Like it's amazing to me how many times I've deleted activities because it's hard to edit them. (laughs) Um, yeah, yeah. But uh, it it says that I can tell it, and we talked about this last time. It says I can tell it to play the Kitchen Sonos, um, or it might not be play. It might be like start the Kitchen Sonos, something like that. But whatever it is, I say it, and it'll either say mm, it's not available or okay, and absolutely nothing happens. So that's <laughs> that's been a real treat. But it does work really nicely for actual control of the television setup. So I like it. Good. All right. Excellent. Um, uh, do we want to talk about Apple's affiliate rates? Um, sure. Or, or does I mean, anybody care? I because they they had announced that they were dropping the rate, right? They announced they were room. dropping yeah. it, and then they clarified that right. it only applied to iOS in-app purchases. And it's hard to tell whether that was a backpedal or a this or was always what, what we intended to do, and we just didn't. We're not very clear about it. Um, I mean, that's kind of not shocking to me because I imagine that affiliate like referrals on in-app purchases must be pretty low. I would think I wouldn't, yeah, because I'm not even sure how that works. You would buy them in the app. Like, I guess you could have a list because if you go to like iTunes, it shows a list of all the in-app purchases available. So I guess there's no reason you couldn't pull that from the database and have it listed as, you know, I mean, a lot of these sites that make. Uh, a lot of money off referral by like you know here are all the games and stuff like that there's no reason you couldn't have referral codes i guess for the in-app purchases but i guess i would guess it's probably less common but i guess you know what i, I come to think of it i guess one of the other interesting things about that is there's probably a lot of like free to play stuff where the referrals get you jack because the the app is not cost anything right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so maybe the only way to get money off those is with in-app purchases so maybe this will still hurt people i don't know but it seems like probably not as bad as the initial Right. Yeah. You know, I think I'm strangely more interested in getting a... <laughs> I'm still not that interested, but I think if Microsoft comes out with one of these <laughs> oh, one of these things, I'm slightly more interested in getting it for Microsoft. I hope I if Microsoft like... makes one with a screen, I want a giant Bill Gates looking down at Moltz's <laughs> stuff the whole time. It's a, I, I want that screen. <laughs> and this to... is like, you know, I, I mean, I was pretty famously anti-microsoft for a long time i want i want but, lex's microsoft thing to just have a blue screen of death on it all the time <laughs> i think that's what would be on it yeah i don't think i mean you think someone someone will come up with a hack to make i'm trying like that i'm yeah. trying to figure out uh, currently i'm i'm mapping john moltz's decision tree and it is <laughs> <laughs> it's quite a flow chart well i had already you know i already ca- kind of gave up on it 
than the Microsoft thing because I got to get an you know I had to get the Xbox right mm-hmm. and then my kid wanted a uh, you know because he likes to play games it seems more logical for him to get a Windows laptop so he got a Windows laptop so I'm already like you know I've got one foot in that pool of acid um, as opposed to like the whole rest of my body is. <laughs> Is in a completely different pool. It's a very, it's a. It, oh, the, it, it, I'm, cramp, look, I'm cramping up constantly. Look at this guy with two pools. Yowza! <laughs> Take that, Lex. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've I've been put in my place. <laughs> I I just uh, have you used Cortana at all? I mean, you you said yeah. Okay, I mean, I'm curious to know what I, your thoughts are. I haven't are. used it enough to know because um, Hank had it on his laptop to know. If it's significantly better um, about the um, the sort of AIE part, um, mm-hmm. because he mostly uses it for silly stuff, and and he and his use of it is what I hear. Um, but its silly stuff is actually kind of nice. It's that stuff that Siri just kind of refuses to do because somebody like made a decision that oh well Siri's not going to tell jokes, she's just going to make a joke about telling a joke. Um, <laughs> whereas Cortana will sit there and tell you jokes like all day long. Um, and some of them are funny, you know, I mean, they're stupid, you know, dad joke stuff, but, um, some of them are actually humorous and it's cute. And like, you know, for like a 13 year old, it's kind of nice. So, (laughs) you know, where Siri is just like, no, no, sorry. I don't know. No, no, no. Siri's sense of humor has to evolve, right? I'm, I'm like, Siri likes to work jokes into answers when I'm requesting serious things. Yes. And I'm done with it. I would love to, like, I like jokes. <laughs> you wouldn't know it from hearing this show, but <laughs> I would welcome an option on, unless Siri can be vastly improved in this run, to turn it off, to turn off the jokes. Because, like, yeah. if, I'm, if I'm in a shitty enough situation where I have to say, hey, wake me up tomorrow at 545, I don't want it to say... Yowza, that's early. Don't wake me up. It doesn't say Yowza, but it goes, Ugh, right. your alarm's over 545. Don't wake me up. It's like, fuck you, Siri. I have to get up early. <laughs> don't rub my face in it. And then like, if, I, if I'm in a hotel where there's no clock and I don't want to open my eyes because I know it's too early and if I open my eyes, I'm going to be awake. This is just a lot about me now. But then I say, hey, Siri, what time is it? It'll be like, it's <laughs> now my phone actually woke up. Hang on. It'll be like, it's 342 a.m. You woke me up, Lex. Shut up. You are a phone. Yeah. Shut up. Right. And it does. And like, I hate it. I really actually hate yeah, series. I, I think it's kind jokes. of obnoxious. Actually, if that were an option to turn it off, I would I would actually ask for an option that I could turn it on for Lex because just <laughs> griefing Lex sounds delightful right now. <laughs> I understand that. I understand sort of that like the, sort of like the watch thing where you respond, you know, like yes, Lex exactly. Finishes, well, finishes a workout and you send him a response. When I send him, yeah, when I send him sick burns via my Apple Watch. <laughs> Um, no, I agree with you. I, I feel like it comes from like a self-deprecating point where Siri was even less capable, and like they're like, "Oh, we have to like smooth these rough edges by making it quote unquote funny." Like know that, yeah. and it yeah, it no longer it is expired. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't the, the snarky response yeah. thing. I I guess the, I get the idea of trying to give it personality, but the problem is its personality sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Siri's an asshole. That's the problem. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, and again, like if you can come up with multiple personalities that somebody could pick, maybe like <laughs> then maybe include personalities. But not everybody is going to like that personality. I mean, right. I'm sure somebody probably loves that stuff. But, but, I mean, even if you love it, because I probably did when it first started. It's the same quips for yes. four years running. Right, right. right? I have like, seen it occasionally get <laughs> add new things. I already have people in my life that I have to deal with <laughs> for years on end. <laughs> I, I, I would actually prefer like a 
if you could shift its personality like i can even imagine a slider like snarky to subservient like i want it to be like <laughs> my actual real life assistant who's just like you got it or i'm on it or consider it done like just say that and leave your jokey shit out thank you yeah. goodbye no it's funny though i have noticed it add new responses i noticed because i when i go to bed at night i use it to turn off the lights and i say good night and it, it i it recycled the same ones for a while and then a, a month ago or so i noticed a couple more like every night it had a new one for like four or five nights so they clearly add new stuff but yeah it seems to be kind of few and far between um but while we're on the topic of going to bed and getting a good night's sleep (laughs) nicely done thank you (laughs) that was amazing i want to tell you about another one of our fine sponsors today our good friends at casper casper is an obsessively engineered mattress at a shockingly fair price Supportive memory foams create an award-winning sleep surface with just the right sink and, you guessed it, just the right bounce. And the best part about a Casper mattress, other than all of the other parts, is that you can try it for 100 nights risk-free in your very own home. You don't have to sleep for 100 nights in a showroom or something like that. That would be super awkward. Don't do that. And if after those 100 nights or at any point during those 100 nights, you don't love it, Casper will pick it up and refund you everything. They get the importance of truly sleeping on a mattress before you commit, especially considering you're going to spend a third of your life on it. We're not sure which third. Could be the middle third. Could be the last third. But it's an important part of it. Uh, There's free shipping and returns to the U.S. and Canada. With over 20,000 reviews and an average of 4.8 stars, it's quickly becoming the Internet's favorite mattress, and you can always trust the internet uh special offer for you our very good readers of the rebound you can get 50 dollars towards any mattress purchase by visiting www.casper.com slash rebound and using offer code rebound terms and conditions do apply once again that's www.casper.com slash rebound using offer code rebound our big thanks to the wonderful folks at casper for supporting this show big thanks biggest thanks thanks. oh they're my biggest thanks um so i was thinking when we were talking about that something else just popped up uh that i was going to oh here so i i have a question for you guys about backups i noticed i'm happy to talk about backups yeah let's talk about backups uh so i noticed my imac was like being kind of sluggish the other day and i was like oh man i'm just really worried that this thing is gonna die or you know i think the one of my concerns sometimes with um ssds especially from sort of early on is we don't have the kind of data on those that we have on hard drives where we kind of know how long hard drives last in general and like kind of what the failure rates are and ssds have been around for less time and there are fewer of them so we don't have as good data and like when a when when an ssd goes and when it goes it just goes generally like you are just screwed i mean and so when it was starting to get sluggish, I was starting to get concerned and thinking, oh, crap, when's the last time I backed up this particular computer? Because, like, I keep a lot of my stuff in Dropbox in the cloud, but, you know, I've got, like, three computers in this house, and I have different ways of backing them up. And so I'm starting to once again come around. I know we've talked about it before, but it's been a while. I'm starting to think once again that maybe I want, like, an NAS to, to sort of back up all the machines in my house. And I was curious to know, what are your backup strategies right now? <laughs> oh my god i, almost I have a just, great backup strategy for my main tea all my over main... my computer john thank you <laughs> <laughs> i have a good backup strategy for my main laptop um 
the uh, where, where I have like zero backups, real, real defined backup strategy for everything else, you know. So like my laptop, Karen's laptop, Hank's laptop, all backed up on a regular basis. The other machines in the house that are mostly just like, uh, you know, serving up stuff that's that's kind of backed up someplace else anyway. I figure I can recreate that by hand. I have the data someplace else. I don't have like a a set backup of exactly John, like I don't have John, a mirror of that drive. John, you're giving me anxiety right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm worried about your backups. Yeah, I know. <laughs> what well, what do you use when you say you back up all the laptops regularly? Do you just have like external and external drives, several external drives, a like, host of external drives? So okay. I I okay, the thing here's the thing here's the thing that I do for each laptop is I have a um I have a super duper backup of the whole thing that's great straight up straight up image um that likes got it that's fine take (laughs) thanks i take every (laughs) couple weeks or so um and then uh daily um time machine backups okay and the time machine they they, these are all just to like a variety of you have like a like a scattering of of just (laughs) hard drives i have discs yes i have the i have just lying on the floor here and there (laughs) (laughs) no no i mean there's specific discs for each okay computer I have a bunch of old backup disks and I'm always like literally I'm looking at a stack of like three hard drives and it's like from old machines. Right. And most of the time it's like I've migrated to a new machine. So I probably still have most of that data, but I'm also not 100 percent sure that I have all that data. So I just don't think about them. I pretend not to see them. (laughs) (laughs) That counts. Um, That's a strategy. I I use (laughs) um, I use time machine to. Uh, both the NAS in my house and to the uh, the one that's built into one of the airports. I forget what it's called, but you know, oh, the airport, time, capsule? time capsule. I have an old one of those, and it backs up there too, and it alternates. And sometimes it fails to reach one, sometimes it fails to reach the other, but it never stresses me out because it always figures it out, and it's it's using them both incrementally. And then I use um that app Arc, which I think we talked about a while ago. Oh, yeah, ARQ. Yeah. Yes, uh, Moltz mm-hmm. turned me on to it initially. And I have it backing up both to the NAS, which fails constantly. It's, I don't think it's the NAS's fault. I think there's something with. Honestly, the problem is, and maybe you guys can teach me how to do this. Like the the folders on the NAS don't seem to mount automatically. So when I restart, this Arc is a like, this is I a family this is a family show. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Uh, and so since they're not mounting hard and fast <laughs> to my computer. The, like an animal right arc, <laughs> arc fails to find them but it always is backing up to amazon cloud drive which i think i pay like i don't know 50 bucks a year for infinite storage from amazon Six, cloud drive i think it's 60 yeah and 60. that's where uh that's where all the stuff goes and uh yeah, it's backing up all the time and i love it so i mean restoring could be a bear depending if it's not if the nas is not current uh, with a full backup but amazon always has it so I, I i sleep well do you and you do multiple multiple backups to arc oh it, arc well, Arc doesn't. There is no. There is no two Arc because Arc, Arc just. Is just you, sorry, I'm saying. Pick, do you yeah. do you use Arc on multiple machines to back oh, up all? Of yes. Those although I really only have one main machine now, but yes, my wife's computer also backs okay. up via Arc. Well, uh, yeah, because I'm in the, this position of having like I've got a MacBook Air, I've got an iMac, and I've got the Mac Mini, and the Mac Mini contains like most sort of canonical data stuff, but it doesn't have everything because like I'm I don't work directly on that machine, and so. Most of my work is done on the iMac or the MacBook Air. The the Mini is super duper cloned every day, just to an external to an external drive, and is also crash planned. So like 
you know that's pretty well backed up but the uh and then for a while i was doing kind of crazy stuff because this this imac was custom built at the time so it has a internal ssd which is what the main system runs on and then it has uh, a hard drive in it uh, and i use that hard drive i've actually partitioned that hard drive and used it as backups from multiple other machines in the house to that drive and that's where i've started to get like a you know i have a um like a clone I made of a, a laptop before I wiped it and got a new laptop. And I'm sitting there looking at this like, you know, hard drive backup of a machine that I technically no longer have, but which I kind of migrated. And I'm like, oh man, am I going to, if I just wipe that out, am I like, is there data that I will not have elsewhere? And trying to figure out like reconcile data is to me like, this is the oh, worst yeah. part of having a file system. This is the worst right. part of having a file system is being like, oh crap, I have all of these folders and like, not only do I have folders of documents and stuff, but because the way Mac OS works and so legacy is like, there's stuff in there that's stored in like weird places. Like, because if you get attachments or text message or something, and like those can be stored in library folders for application support folders, et cetera, et cetera. And so there is the chance that you will lose something just because you don't have, you haven't backed up the right thing, for example. So yeah, I'm sort of stuck with this idea of like, oh man, do I... Do I just sort of bite the bullet and wipe it thinking like I've got like 90% of this stuff and the rest of it I'm never going to really want? Or do I just try to find a way to like reconcile those files and be like, all right, here are that 10% that I don't have anywhere else? Um, or do I just like ignore it for as long as possible? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what I would do. Oh, man, it just, uh, it it's fine until I start thinking about it and then it seriously stresses me out. <laughs> yeah. But I thought having an NAS in the house that I could back up everything to would be kind of cool. But then, like, it's just it's an expensive investment too because you need the. Oh, you never the got NAS. that Western Digital back in the day. No, and in, in, in fact, I think when I went to look at the wire cutters recommendation, they said they no longer recommend that one because it had like some sort of privacy bug. So, <laughs> FYI, Lex, <laughs> check that out. Congratulations, Lex. Jeff Bezos is looking at all my data. It's fine. Yeah. Right. Um. Yeah. So, is he having fun? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, and I'm at the position where, I, so I have an old Drobo, um, which still works great, but I, it's at the point where the drives, so I, I forget exactly how it worked, but you could pick the drive sizes when you put them in there, and so I used, I think it, I used terabyte drives for all, all four, and now I'm maxing out that right, capacity, right? and so I would have to start all over again. You can't just like... Like if I, I I can't just put two terabyte drives in now, because I I had said at the beginning I'm only going to put the highest I'm going to put in is one terabyte. Oh, so, and so max, I would wow, have to max out. Okay, I would have to. Well, you know, but you yeah, but I can I can wipe the whole thing out and start over again and and go with two terabyte drives. But then I have to move everything off of it. <laughs> yeah, find some place to put it, get rid of all the drives, and then start all over again. So that's a interesting. That's a bear of a task. <laughs> Yeah, I, I sounds I, grisly. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> okay, I like that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, so the thing that gets me is on the other end of it, like you know, I think comparatively about like iOS devices, and it's like I never worry about my iOS devices because of the iCloud backup stuff, and like not that the iCloud backup is infallible, but yeah, it works pretty damn well. And I finally bought more data, you guys. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> That's the yeah. business model. I mean, that's why it services works. is the biggest growing segment yeah. that Apple has. <laughs> right. 
but it works well i mean like and i don't stress about it because i know that i can i've i've had so many instances where i've wiped things and restored from the cloud that like i trust it and you know it's easy it's an easy thing to have that trust shattered if it doesn't work one time but currently (laughs) currently it seems pretty solid and the only other option is to back it up locally to you know itunes but but you tested it you test it basically every year right i mean yeah exactly that's right i do it once a year generally so it seems pretty solid yeah I don't know. I yeah. So I think I'm it's probably just not the, testing it this year. <laughs> yeah. Why don't they do that for the Mac? It's because there's just it's too much data. Too much space, I imagine. I mean, they have eh, hard to think so because the amount of like data, like storage, is cheap after a while. Like the scale, yeah. right? Like yeah. Even and if, pl- I mean, it seems like the with the flash. I mean, everything's going flash anyway. So the drive, well, the size, then, the size difference between like a good sized iPhone and a regular old well, and, and they laptop s- is about not is not much if they all, sort anyway. of do it too right because the sierra features where it lets you sync stuff between your macs right like where you can sync your desktop and your documents folder like yeah right that's so basically what that, that is stuff. so you know yeah. it's not a backup but it's it's pretty close yeah. so yeah i i mean i'm i'm surprised they haven't done it yet but maybe it is just because they're worried that people keep enormous amounts of data or have that's, multiple that's terabytes two things, right with iOS, they pick and choose exactly what they're going to back up. And right, right. Like, you could, <laughs> it's easier to have horrible stuff on your computer <laughs> than it is on your <laughs> iOS device. And maybe they don't want to back up that. Well, I think you're right about the, I think the first point, probably slightly more salient because, like, think about the fact that it's tr- extremely structured on iOS, right? You, you know that with, ex- with rare exceptions, everything can be re-downloaded from the app store as far as yes. the applications go. And so you just have to store the data. Um, that's not as easy on the Mac side where you have you might have apps that are third-party apps that you didn't get through an app store. And so that and all their attendant stuff. And then like a lot of stuff is stored in weird places. Um, like it wouldn't be as simple as just necessarily backing up like your home directory even. I don't know. Like, and mm-hmm. you know, certainly the experience of like wiping and restoring from the cloud would be a lot harder yeah but like they store a bunch of like if you store your photos library for example on in iCloud then right. aside from that a lot of bad stuff there yeah. well this, I wonder what how that legal aspect works um, you know if somebody's storing something that's really horrible if uh, they just have some like I, I, if there's like an agreement that they're not responsible for holding that well I mean I'm sure they're I mean, that's kind of the, the, at the root of all the laws with ISPs and stuff. Like in general, you want to be, you want to be those, those companies generally try to be helpful to law enforcement, right? With the understanding that it's not our fault. If this thing is hosted there, we're just going to try to work with you to take it down. Backups is a lot different though, right? Because in, in theory, that stuff's encrypted. Because you don't want to just have people like roaming through your backups, right? So I think don't the you? iCloud backups are encrypted. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> you shouldn't. I've Isn't seen, that part of the I have seen the kind of up? shit you get up to, John. <laughs> Alexa, What's the point of backing files... up if nobody's looking at it? <laughs> Alexa, which files is everybody at Amazon looking at of mine right now? <laughs> okay, Cortana. <laughs> um, I, uh, I was just so scrolling I mean, through a... <laughs> I was just scrolling through some headlines, and one of them said, "Is this crazy Apple Incorporated iPhone 8 rumor likely to be true?" And I was like, oh, "Crazy Apple rumor." <laughs> I got out of that business. Don't 
<laughs> yeah, honestly, people who are I have no idea if the the rumored phone that people have photos of is legit and it's got a fingerprint sensor on the back. I I am I'm going to take the Molt's view on this one. If Apple does it it's great. No, I'm going to take the Molt's view on this one. <laughs> um I would withhold judgment until I tried it. If it if, Thank I mean, you. if they think it works there, then it probably works there. Like they're not dumb. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm going to judge it first. Just so Please, I can get ahead. my, I would like to get my hottest of takes out there. No, uh, <laughs> no, I, I, I don't have any problem with it being on the back. I mean, people knocked the, um, was it the Galaxy S8 that just came out? Because I think it was because the they placed it in a, they put the fingerprint sensor on the back in a place that looked like it was intended to be aesthetically attractive, like it was next to the camera or something. And it was in oh, a place it was where, a lousy spot. yeah, I think it was in a place where it looked like you just have to have a really awkward grip in order to have a finger there. Um, yeah. I don't think I, I can see, I can see a world in which Apple makes a similar assessment because they do like to make things look nice and symmetrical and stuff. But I think that would probably get overruled. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like putting your thumb down at the bottom is really all that convenient. No, I agree. It's, it's convenient in the sense that that's where the button is that you're going to use anyways. Yes. Yeah. I'm I'm more interested in like there's there's this talk about them removing the home button and putting like this function area down there, which kind of looks in more recent rumors and mockups like the Touch Bar on the MacBook, um, in that it could like be a screen that would have taptic feedback mm-hmm. and would like be mm-hmm. able to display buttons like you know yeah. switch to video call or bleep bloop or something like that. <laughs> but if the if the iPhone eight doesn't have a bleep bloop button, then I. <laughs> Yeah, I, I remember when Dan and I were writing a Macworld together. So this You was, might say they bleep blew it? Yes. A <laughs> hundred years ago, we were writing I don't like together, that one. I'm out. And, and we were predicting like what new features could come to the iPhone. There are companies that are, have theoretically already created, and I assume are now perfecting, haptic feedback that can feel even cooler than the stuff we have today <laughs> like can you can feel, feel pain no but where you can get the you can get the feeling of like sand or water or other kinds of sensations based on the way they i don't know taptic you. feedback <laughs> and uh Stim- stimulate. That. that was a long way around the word mm. stimulate less i want to do this it's a family show but i would like <laughs> I, I i want buttons to feel buttonier that's all i'm saying <laughs> I th- I think that the biggest the biggest holdout or the biggest problem with that is that I think the space constraints are probably like I've seen stuff like that before. There was a um, years ago I went to a con a uh, SIGGRAPH one of the SIGGRAPH events and somebody was demoing a thing where it was like on something the size of a, you know a bulkier than a smartphone and essentially it gave you directions by feeling like it was pulling you in that direction which was pretty cool. Like, so if you started walking, it would feel like the way the motors worked, it would like pull there or pull left or pull right. And it's like, that makes a lot of sense. And then let me tell you way better than the stupid taptic feedback on the watch. That's like, all right, memorize these two patterns. One of which means turn left. I still can't remember which one. It's really, it's really hard. The only thing, I mean, the only thing that's good for, for me is like knowing that it's coming up. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Um, and being like, okay, I guess that means take a right, but I'm only knowing that because I'm looking at the like phone, which is on like mounted on my dashboard board yeah. Uh, but yeah there there are there are more advanced like an animal hap- haptic feedback <laughs> things but i i'm guessing that maybe they just aren't ready to fit in the phone in the space that they have available maybe they hate you lex i don't know that's a possibility <laughs> you have to really consider that one it's possible we should consider that we should we should think that through <laughs> something to talk about next week <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
I can't wait to push this red button. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's that's why we don't put John in charge of the nukes. <laughs> yeah, really. 